Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Movie Morning, and today I'm going to be discussing episode 5 of Hawkeye titled Ronin, and yes, I know I am basically six days, almost a week late because the finale is releasing tomorrow, but I do still want to talk about this episode, and there's some very interesting reveals and things near the end that obviously I know everyone wants to hear what I think could go, if at least if you've been following my Hawkeye reviews, this is going to be a complete spoiler review. If you haven't seen the episode, click off, and I'm assuming you have because it's been out for almost six days now, but I haven't been able to do it for the past week because I haven't been home. So, yeah, I am seeing Spider-Man No Way Home this week, too, so that review will be coming out in, on Friday. I'm very excited for that. Obviously, I'm hyped to see that movie. But with that said, let's not waste any more time and delve into Hawkeye. You know, we'll, I'll get this review out, and then tomorrow I'll be here for the finale talking about it. With that said... Let's get into it. So getting into it now, starting off from the opening scene of this episode titled Ronan, like I mentioned, we get Yelena Belova as well as another Black Widow assassin who I don't, I don't think it was revealed in the episode who that was, but she is continuing from where we left off in Black Widow and what her, Molina, and Red Guardian, Alexi, were planning to do, and that is go pretty much cure all the Black Widow assassins that Drakov had under the Red Room. And in this, he's going to find an assassin named Anna and she is well they arrive there and they put the you know the cure or the antidote in her face and learn that she's not actually a black widow assassin so I enjoyed seeing that perspective of someone who was working for the red room but not under you know the mind control that they do and uh, that Yelena was under for so long and I like that we got to see that perspective but the most important thing we learned in here is that Kevin Feige did say a few months ago that telling us if Yelena was snapped or it would be a spoiler for an upcoming series and that would or upcoming project and that is fulfilled here because Yelena here is we she goes to the bathroom to kind of clear her head a bit after learning this and she we pretty much see a very a cool shot where it's kind of a one take going into the bathroom and then we get snapping and coming right back and we get to see a very close perspective on what happens and how instant it felt for the people who did get snapped away. And she walks back out the bathroom and we see Anna, the assassin. But now she's got a family, an adopted daughter, which is also reference to how um, the Black Widow assassins can't actually have children. So I like that they did pay close attention to that. But going back to Elena, she was snapped away. And when she's come back, she's asking for, she's saying she needs to find her sister, Natasha. But obviously she got killed in Avengers. She died, well, she, she sacrificed herself in Avengers Endgame which she doesn't know, and that I guess that leads into the Black Widow post credit scene, and I really like this opening, this is one of the better opening, I guess kind of cold opens, I think I've seen on a TV show, obviously it's not the villain, but Yelena is kind of an adversary to the main characters of this show to an extent, and I liked seeing this, and I'm just going to move on talking about Yelena's side of the story, and then I'll come back to what Clint's doing in this episode, because what Kate and Clint do are separate. And basically, let's go to Kate first. She goes back to her house and tries to convince her mom that Jack is, you know, has a money laundering company called Sloan. And he launders money for the tracksuit mafia. But obviously, she's kind of on the fence about this. But what I wanted to really talk about is this scene where we get Yelena pretty much breaking into Kate Bishop's house. Also, like the detail of her constantly saying her full name, Kate Bishop. It's a very Yelena thing to do, and I enjoyed that. And also... She likes hot sauce. Very important detail to learn. And I really enjoyed these two going back and forth. 
What I like the most about this is actually that Kate Bishop so far on this show has been the character, which has been the kind of the loud mouth, especially compared to Clint. But now the roles, her roles reverse, and she's the quiet one, while Yelena is, you know, acting very obnoxiously and just kind of just playing up the situation a lot. And she pretty much confirms that she is not here to kill Kate Bishop. She's here to kill Clint Barton. Because, we, well, we've already known that from the Black Widow post credit scene where Val sent her on a mission to do so, which obviously that does come back uh, in this later in the episode, in the final moment, which I'll get into a bit later. But I really like the scene because I think that it kind of brings up a very interesting question that a lot of superhero movies and shows have actually started to explore recently, and that is that, you know, does Clint's actions as an Avenger justify or redeem him for all the terrible things he's done and all the people he's killed over his time as a weapon? And I actually really like that because that's actually a reference to the Mad Fraction comic, the first arc of that, called My Life as a Weapon. And this show has hinted towards that, but I actually almost wish, now that we're here, this show... It being completely about that and making more of this more of a drama instead of maybe like a more action-focused show like the first few episodes were. But I feel like these last few episodes have kind of gone back on that and kind of have turned the show around a bit. And I haven't given my thoughts on the episode so far, so I'll talk about that here. And I loved, I've, I'm loving the show and I really like this episode. I think this is probably the second best episode other than my favorite episode, episode three of the show so far. I'm loving the show. I think it is right now actually in competition for my favorite MCU show, and I love Loki, so that's going to be interesting when I do an MCU ranking in a few weeks. Once I've seen No Way Home and obviously Hawkeye wrapping up tomorrow, I'll obviously do that, and I will combine the TV shows. That's going to be, I believe, 31 or 32 different MCU projects. Obviously also What If, which I almost forgot about, but all of those and I'm very excited to do this ranking and hopefully it should be out of the next hopefully next week but anyways we Kate's telling Elena that that Clint and Nat were friends and obviously there's no way that um, there's no way that Clint would just kill Natasha and that's not at all how it would have gone down which obviously I don't think Kate would know exactly how it went down. I don't even think Clint has revealed it publicly, but it's such a wacky concept that I understand why. That just doesn't really make any sense. But Yelena obviously doesn't know this, so she's kind of taken off by this for at first. But you can see there's a part of her which is turning a bit, and Kate is also questioning, Yelena is also questioning, you know, why is Kate just always defending him and so nice to him? And then Kate kind of switches that back to her pretty much, saying, why are you trusting your boss? What does your boss know? Is, how do you know he's clean? And she's saying she bets that her boss is just as, you know, dirty as Clint, her, their hands are just as dirty as Clint's. And I like this concept brought up. And I, obviously this is a Hawkeye show and Yelena isn't going to be a big deal, but this, this scene went on really long, but I really enjoyed it, really enjoyed the back and forth. And I liked a lot of things it brought up, like I just said. Then moving on, Kate does go back home, and now this is we get the moment where Eleanor has actually called the police to get Jack arrested. I was surprised by this because I am I started to think that Eleanor Bishop was actually the the kind of the antagonist in the Bishop household, and I still do think that, and I actually think that Jack will actually be more of an anti-hero swordsman, and I think he'll be 
used in a future MCU project to a greater extent. And I think Eleanor is the one that's, who's actually been the villain the whole time. And I think that's where I'm coming at now, especially with her, you know, getting him arrested. And I love how when he's arrested, he's just like, it's fine. That's what I would do, too. And he's just acting like a very nice husband. But anyways, moving on. Now let's talk about Clint's side of this episode before, you know, they reunite. He reunites with Kate at the end. He goes to the Avengers Memorial or the celebration, I guess. And he pretty much begs Natasha to forgive him for what he's about to do, implying that he's about to kill Maya because the last episode we learned that Maya with the watch, which I think now is pretty much confidently used to belong to Laura Barton. I think she will be revealed to have been a former spy or assassin or however they want to take with her. And I think that Clint has been trying to keep her past a secret and keep it, you know, keep keep her clean from and, you know, stop it from getting revealed publicly. And I think this watch and now obviously there's a chance Maya might go after his family once because he's interfering with her mission to find the Ronin. And it's heavily implied that she's going to kill Maya. She calls he well, he calls Laura asking for his wife asking permission to do so. But. She, she just says, do whatever he thinks is right. And we get a showdown between the Ronin and Maya Lopez. And this was, I thought was a cool fight scene. But again, I'm still, I'm disappointed that we're not getting more action scenes in the day. Because when we've had that with the car chase, it's easily the best action scene in the series. So I'm a bit disappointed about that. But what's important here is, again, the character beats that play out. So Clint reveals himself. Uh, Ronan reveals himself as Clint Barton and pretty much tells Maya that, that you know, he kind of goes through this backstory and pretty much the main thing to be revealed here is that Clint says that the boss of the tracksuit mafia, whoever that is, or the uncle, I guess, for Maya, was actually the person who planned to get, pretty much who organized to get um, his father, uh, Maya's father killed. And obviously this comes as a shock, but again, as even we can tell on her face that she's almost willing to believe this and try to explore it at least. And before Maya's able to, you know, get the upper hand on Clint, Kate Bishop comes to the rescue and shoots her, I believe. And in the next scene, the interesting thing is that Maya actually asks Kazi, her interpreter, and also friend, I believe, from when they she was doing martial arts classes back in the opening bits of episode three. She actually asked Kazi, you know, you would have been there at that board meeting of that day, but why weren't you? This is heavily implying that Kazi actually knows something about the death of her father, who she's trying to been, she's been attempting to revenge for years now, ever since, you know, the time of the blip when uh, Clint was the Ronin. And this wouldn't have been many years before, so I could actually see him being involved in the upper parts of the tracksuit mafia. And I guess because of this, um, I guess Kazi might be revealed to be like Kingpin secondhand man. So because of that, I just I just said it. We'll get into that in a minute. But so obviously he does know something about this, or conveniently wasn't there because Fisk was trying to keep. Um, this is secret from, you know, Maya's closest, I guess, associate in this case. In this case. But what I actually like in the next scene, and then I guess we'll get into that next episode when they meet up. Something that I had written down that I completely forgot about was that I liked that Kate and Clint Uber. I really enjoyed that. It was, it was a very humanizing moment, I guess. 
But now, obviously, getting into the ending, what everyone was talking about this episode for, and that is that Kate and Clint are back with the, the LARP people. I don't remember his uh, the name of the character he meets, but they are with him, and then Kate gets a message from Yelena, which I like. They're kind of on the same terms, and they you know are slowly starting to understand each other, and to the point where Yelena is willing to just text Kate, and I enjoyed that. But... She's obviously following Eleanor, and first we don't really know what this is for, but then we find out that Yelena's like, um, I found out who hired me, and I thought you should know, and then she pretty much reveals that it was Eleanor Bishop who hired her to kill Clint Barton. And firstly, this almost comes out of the blue in that I didn't expect this to be the twist. Now, I know there's something going on with Eleanor, but I didn't know that she was going to connect to Yelena's hiring because obviously she was hired by Val in the previous episode. Now I guess we know that Val is actually working under Eleanor Bishop, where I guess is working under Kingpin. And a picture is sent, you know, wondering who is that with Eleanor Bishop. And then Clint pretty much says, that's the guy I've been worried about this whole time. Kingpin, and we get a shot of Vincent D'Onofrio, who's also in the credits. So we know that he is back to play Kingpin. And I love how seam- seamlessly the show here was able to tie Yelena's inclusion into the series with Kate and her backstory, but I'm still a bit concerned on one thing, and that is that I, I'm so happy seeing Kingpin. I cannot wait to see him next episode. He's even been teased a bit in some of the promos for the upcoming ep- finale. Cannot wait to see him, and I'm going to be shouting, getting so excited in the review tomorrow, talking about him. And it's so great, this final reveal. Again, I was hoping he would show up in person get like a more panning up epic entrance but that's not what they were going for here it was kind of the circumstance was supposed to be the big reveal and I think that I'm a bit curious to see how Eleanor Bishop is even related to wanting to hire Clint other than trying to get Kate out of archery maybe get her to stop doing it because it's dangerous which I think would be a pretty anticlimactic reveal for this but I don't know we've had some disappointing Reveals and things in some of these MCU shows so far. Yes, I'm talking to you on Division, but I'm, I don't think that would be the case here. I don't think there's, there's really a worry to that. I think there will be more behind the scenes, and I do think Kingpin would have been the one who hired Clint because he wants to get rid of an enemy. And this does mean that Clint and Kingpin or Wilson Fisk do have a back background. And I, this does mean that Kingpin has been around in the MCU for a long time now, and he's been kind of the New York's crime boss for a long time, and I cannot wait to see more of him explored. And I actually think the more and more we've seen of this, the more and more we've heard Kevin Feige talk, which, by the way, if you don't know, I don't remember if I got to talk about this, but Kevin Feige did confirm that Charlie Cox would be the MCU's Daredevil, which when he said, I got really excited. Again, I don't know if he shows up in No Way Hope or not, but I'm assuming he doesn't because it doesn't make any sense for Kevin Feige to just outright say it. If the movie was set to release in a week and a half, which it, that was a few days ago, it hasn't released where I live. So I am seeing it on Thursday, and we'll re- review it the day after. Come back to that. Come back for that, excuse me, if you're an MCU fan. But with that, and now with Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin, and now with certain rumors from a few scoopers that um, Deborah Ann Wall, as well as the actor for Foggy, are returning to play Karen and Foggy in the MCU... It makes me think more and more because I knew that Vincent D'Onofrio was going to be in the series for a few months now, as well as obviously Charlie Cox. I mean, there's even like times when he's canceled Comic-Cons to reshoot things the same time that No Way Home was being reshot. And because of this, 
there was just too many coincidences. We know they're going to be back, but I always assumed it would be a different iteration with a different backstory of these characters. But the more we're going on, the more I'm curious to see if they're actually going to incorporate the Daredevil show and mythos into this, at least some of it. I, th I don't think they're going to include kind of like the hand, the organization, the hand with, you know, stick. And I think they're going to omit that, but I think they may try to incorporate the Punisher side of things and the Kingpin's backstory and Vanessa. And I could see them including that, but I think they'll be taking elements from it, not all of it. But I would be really surprised and pretty happy to see them include all of it. Again, Daredevil isn't a perfect show, but it is one of my favorite shows of all time. But there's definitely things in there which I think it might be better for the MCU to leave out because it would really complicate things. But I do want to see them keep the backstories created for these characters and how they meet and things because it does work so well. And I'm really curious to see how Kingpin's going to be used in next week's, or not next week's, tomorrow's episode. And I hope you enjoyed this breakdown. Sorry for being so late. But I will be on here as quick as possible tomorrow doing the review. If not, it will be the day after instantly breaking down the finale. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you all next time. Bye-bye.